Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of our triune God, my dear fellow redeemed. Our world is full of mysteries. For example, I could right now drop a pencil or a book from the pulpit, and I know it would crash to the ground. I know that that has something to do with gravity, and I remember learning at some point that gravity is because of the curvature of space and time, but what exactly that means and how I would possibly explain it to you, I have no idea. In the same way, I know, remember learning that light is both a wave and a particle, but I don't know how to explain that either. Or for me personally, music. I love listening to music. I love singing. But when it comes to reading or writing or performing music, this is a mystery to me. I often joke with our musicians who beautify our service that them playing the organ and the piano to me is magic because I have absolutely no idea how it is done. Dear friends, these are just a few of the mundane mysteries that we have every day in our lives. They're things that we can't necessarily explain, but we know that they are true. This morning, on Christmas Day, we celebrate a far greater mystery. Perhaps the greatest mystery that has ever occurred in the history of the world. The Apostle Paul or sorry, the Apostle John describes for us this mystery in simple, beautiful, poetic words when he writes, the word became flesh and dwelled among us. What powerful words. What a mystery that Jesus Christ, God from eternity, took on human flesh and made his dwelling among us. For almost 2,000 years, Humanity has struggled to understand this great and profound mystery of our Lord. People have tried to explain how God from eternity could become a tiny, helpless child. We have struggled with Jesus Christ being both true God and true man, and many people have tried to explain it and have wandered into false teaching and false doctrine. This is one of those great mysteries of God that is beyond our ability to understand. And so often we must simply do as John does and simply state what Scripture teaches us about this mystery. John, in an effort to tell us about the mystery of the Incarnation, goes back to the beginning, to the very beginning, back to creation itself, where he underscores the eternal nature of our Savior. That Jesus was with God at creation, that Jesus participated in creation, that Jesus was the Word of God. And more than that, that Jesus existed from eternity. Think about the amazing mystery itself that is contained in that word, eternity. That God himself created time. That God exists beyond time and that God existed before the creation of the world into eternity, into an infinite, timeless state that we don't understand. You see, we as created beings, created within the bounds of time, struggle. Everything in our lives is related to time and trying to think of concepts like eternity make our heads spin. It's something that we simply cannot understand. And dear friends, as we consider 
the mystery of the incarnation as we consider the timeless nature of Christ. We also hear in the words of John another one of the great and profound mysteries of our Lord, that our God is triune, that we worship a God who is one in three persons and three persons in one God. Again, this is something that we struggle with. This is one of those things that is beyond our ability to understand, and we simply accept by faith that we worship a God who is triune because that is the mystery that Scripture reveals to us as we ponder this great mystery of Christmas. As we ponder the miracle that the Word became flesh, we rejoice that Jesus, and, that Jesus chose to make his dwelling among us for a time. And as we consider this miracle, we keep these mysteries in mind, that our Savior, Jesus Christ, is both true God and true man, that Jesus is eternal, that Jesus and the Father are one, and yet it was not the Father who was born into that manger. It was the Son who is eternally begotten from the Father, again, in a mystery that is beyond our ability to understand. These truths are things that we would not figure out for ourselves. These are truths that are only revealed to us through the words of Scripture, and they are truths that we only believe by the Holy Spirit working faith in our hearts. These mysteries are the very foundation of our faith. What joy, dear friends, what wonder as we consider the mystery of God incarnate, of eternal God being born as that tiny helpless baby on Christmas Day. And as we ponder that miracle, as we think of that baby laying in the manger, we also need to consider and remember the reason that Christ became flesh and made his dwelling among us. As John takes us back to the beginning, back to the creation, we are reminded that God created all things in sinless perfection, that he created Adam and Eve in his image, that they were perfect and without sin, and that because they were without sin, they were never supposed to feel the sting of death. But Adam and Eve did sin. They were tempted by Satan. They ate from the tree that God had commanded them not to eat, and they doomed themselves and all their descendants into sin, death, and the consequence of sin, eternal death in the fires of hell. This is the curse that has plagued all mankind. By nature, we are born dead in our trespasses in sin. We are born hostile to God, and we can do nothing on our own to change that condition. Because all of our acts are tainted by sin, we can never do enough good in our lives to make up for the evil that we have done. Dear friends, we have a God who is perfect and just and holy. And because God is holy, he cannot tolerate sin. God hates sin, and by his nature, he must punish sin. But in another profound mystery... Our God is also a God of grace and mercy. God does not want to condemn us to the fires of hell. God does not want anyone to perish. God wants to save us. 
But we understand that by our sinful natures, we cannot save ourselves. So God did something miraculous and unique. God himself intervened. God came to save us. If you consider all the other religions of the world, they all teach some form of works righteousness, that we must do something to appease a God to make ourselves right with him. It is only Christianity revealed through the words of Scripture that teaches that God himself came to save his people. This is what we celebrate on this Christmas morning, that our Lord became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We heard those beautiful words from the Apostle Paul that describe this when he writes, But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son to be born of a woman so that he would be born under the law to redeem those under the law so that we would be adopted as sons. And because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts to shout, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if you are a son, then you are also an heir of God through Christ. This is the wondrous mystery of our salvation that Jesus Christ, God from eternity, eternally begotten of the Father, was born as a tiny helpless baby on that Christmas day, that God took on human flesh and made his dwelling among us, that God placed himself under his holy law so that he could keep that law in our place, so that Jesus could then offer his perfect life on the cross as a sacrifice to pay for the sins of the whole world. That same Jesus then offered that perfect life on the cross. He suffered and died. God in his holiness must punish sin, and instead of punishing us, he punished Christ. The Son of God did this so that we could be adopted as sons and daughters of God Most High and receive the great and glorious gift of eternal life instead of eternal death. This is the amazing wonder and miracle of Christmas. This is the beauty and the confidence that comes from knowing that God became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Our God loved each and every one of us so much that the creator took on the, fo the form of the creator of the creature in order to save us. Dear friends, the body that we consider in the manger this morning is the same body that will be hung on the cross for the sins of the whole world. It is the same body that will be raised glorious from the dead, defeating the power of sin, death, and hell once and for all and, to give, and giving to us, his people, the gift of eternal life in heaven. It is the same body that in another miraculous miracle we receive in the Lord's Supper as we take and eat the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of our sins. Dear friends, these are all profound mysteries that go beyond our ability to understand. And I confess to you this morning, dear friends, I hope that I have at least tried to adequately explain these mysteries to you. But in the same way, I would struggle to explain that mystery of gravity or of music it is hard to explain these things that go beyond our understanding. These are things, dear friends, that we do not need to fully understand. Instead, we accept them through faith. 
We believe the words of God about our salvation. We put our hope and trust and confidence knowing that our Savior was born of a virgin, that he suffered and died for our sins, and that he freed us and gave us the gift of eternal life in heaven. Amen.